This is the one with snoring Silurians. The Artful Dodger. And just future Amy. Oh, it's oh. called Cold Blood. Here, Here we go. go. We're still on our endless voyage All through time and all through space With Slavine and Angels now Dalek, Cybers, Uden, wow Tennant, Smith and Eccleston And Capaldi, he's the man Doctor Who is cool again That was Russell's master plan Who back when? Reviewing all new who there is Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes, please Rose and Donna, Amy Pond Rory, Martha and beyond Join us on this odyssey What other choice could there be but Who back when? Who back when? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Pass. Not falling for that again. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Drew B. Wen Esquire, and to my right is a most excellent co-host, Leon Ponclador Ponken. And to my left is a most bodacious babe. I can't remember what anyone else is called. Just Marie. Just <laughs> me. Just Marie. This is episode N069, <laughs> Well observed. Nice. <laughs> and its title is Cold Blood. Tis. And Tim. here we three are. Mm-hmm. And we've already had our piece about part one, Leon. Yes, we have. Marie! I knew you were going to make me start. Well, yeah, you're joining <laughs> us for part two. Anything you want to catch the listeners up on? I it- want to... No, I just want to um, tell you that I really enjoyed part one. What? Um, yeah, and then I listened to the podcast, and I was sat there thinking, if I so if I was on this podcast, what would I say? How would I like come back to your points, and what and would I correct you? And no, you were absolutely right about everything. Oh, nice! Hey, you totally destroyed this episode for me. Thanks. Distance high five, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Oh, really? Sorry about that. Yeah, I was okay. expecting you to take on like a hugely contrarian position. Like, oh, this is this is the one that really brings it together. It's the one that leads up to the best ever episode. Yeah, it's, it's like a- Chris Chimnall's companion to the Beast Below. That other shining <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but no, I do. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I just I watched it just like to watch it, not to podcast about it because I knew I wasn't going to make it. So I don't think I was being very critical. Um, yeah. So maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Well, but- this week you get to watch us destroy it for you in real time hooray (laughs) can't wait (laughs) (laughs) shall we do that via a b scale yeah let's stop there Time for us to synopsize, lobify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brew and listen to this overview. This free for all. We like to call it a bite-sized chunk of who. Bite-sized chunk of who. Doc and Nazreen get picked up by the Silurians, and through a perfect confluence of events, all of our protagonists end up in the same room. Diplomatic talks commence with Nazreen and Amy as acting ambassadors of humanity, attempting to broker peace between the two terrestrial races. Slight problem, Ambrose just murdered their only bargaining chip, all because her dad was looking a little green around the gills. Beastal over, you are welcome. Aren't you just... Oh, we're getting so good at that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we've practiced it 69 times. (laughs) (laughs) Roughly. Yeah, but I also thought we'd practiced introducing the episode 69 times. (laughs) Right, who wants to start? Leon, do you want to start with a question? Oh... Well, meta question. <laughs> I didn't prepare a question, but I... Really? This is the one time? <laughs> this is the one time. What are the chances? 
Okay, here's a question. Photosynthesis much? What, I mean underground? Yeah. Where there are luxuriant, beautiful, verdant gardens? Yes, exactly. Hmm. Tomatoes for days. Yeah, but didn't we just have... The doctor even goes like, oh, oh sorry, go for it. Didn't we just have botanical gardens on a spaceship? Or, no, not a spaceship, in a temple. With, with where? With the angels. The Byzantium. The Byzantium, yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, yes, the crass spaceship on top of the temple, exactly. Yeah. But those trees were also part robot, so I'm willing to uh, believe that. True. Whereas here, it's like, the doctor goes, well, you have the perfect climate to grow tomatoes. No, you no, you don't. You, you don't have <laughs> the sun, for example. Can't we grow things in warehouses now? Don't you have, like, artificial sunlight? I guess you do. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. I don't have a question. But they're with. much more technologically <laughs> advanced than us because they've got ways of making energy and absorbing water and blah 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 yep. all the, that's that's what that's their bargaining chip is that they're much more advanced than us that's, that's true. their bargaining chip yeah and the writers just whitewash <laughs> like, how can they do it advanced technology like, yeah, whatever yeah. like that covers a whole multitude of sins and emissions they were, they were so advanced that they uh they thought that the moon was going to destroy them <laughs> this is yeah <laughs> Yeah, and that's plausible because someone laid it there. Holy smokes. You're super duper right. I am. <laughs> the superest duperest. Who laid it there? <laughs> the, the giant... The dry- dragon. Yeah, the giant sky dragon. Ah, of yeah, course. Yeah, because it's an egg. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Right, with you. Sure. Yeah. So it wouldn't have looked like it was crashing. It would have just been gently placed by a giant dragon. Well, surely they would have developed a society underground because of the giant approaching dragon, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, how slow is this dragon approaching? I don't know, is it... I, I would estimate it's twice the speed of a space whale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fast. Well, you know, it's got wings to flap. It, space whales just have those, you know, tail fins. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know my space biology. <laughs> um, I had a question about the um, the old episode, mm-hmm. because they, they reference this again, and he says that they all died, which is not what you said last week. You said that they went underground for 50 years so he yeah he goes they go underground and they say we're gonna set our whatever's for 50 years yeah and then units led by lethbridge steward yeah they bomb the <gasps> cave where they are or like the entrance to it yeah and i guess it's kind of i mean it's left sort of ambiguous i took it to be well now they're sealed in yeah yeah but i guess he killed them <laughs> like, so i guess he he blew them up lethbridge steward is a baddie no, no, no. He's totally a, a good guy. Well, I don't know. Bombing the San Lorenzo doesn't seem yeah. like a good guy yeah, yeah, to yeah. do. Well, actually, you know what? Now, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure Nick and I, when we reviewed that episode, both went, holy smokes, he just killed another... Tri-. No, I take it back. There was no sealing in. I apologize. He <laughs> <laughs> committed genocide. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Even so, the doctor to this day reminisces about him fondly. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the impression I get as a as a exclusively new who follower. He does sort of a well, I did it to protect the earth. I'm only following orders like uh, Nuremberg. Uh, like I'm only game. following orders and my orders are to keep humanity safe and these people are not like they're endangering humanity. humanity. Yeah. No, no, like at this point the Silurians have tried to poison all of mankind. Should we talk about this episode now? Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Must we? (laughs) No spoilers. It's not going to be a high score. But uh, just to bridge from that to the new episodes. Oh, are you going to mention the terribly composited bridge shot? No. Where they're just walking across the bridge in front of the green screen, on top of the other green screen. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but now I want to see the clip. Back against the same bridge later. Do they? Don't they? Oh, no. On the way to the TARDIS. To be honest, I wasn't paying much attention by the end. 
I have no idea which clip this is, but it sounds fantastic. It's where him and Nazarene still haven't been caught yet, and they're just sort of walking along. It looks like nightmare. And it's all red and... Yeah, and pink and yeah, glowing yeah. and roseate. Yeah, they run back um, past that on that bridge again at the end, and everyone that's been running for five minutes, and then the Doctor just catches up, because he's super fast at running. Oh, so that background yeah. was so well done and so valuable, they used it twice, mm-hmm. if not three times. Brilliant. <laughs> It really, it really was not a step up from Nightmare, the virtual reality headset show oh, yeah, in the yeah. 1980s. It was that bad. <laughs> wow. There were, there are serious budget cuts at the BBC in I totally the early this. 2010s. Kind of pleased that I missed this. This sounds dreadful. <laughs> you no, I was going to hate it. Well, I, yeah, that's why. I'm, oh, yeah, no, I take it back. Now I'm really sad that I missed it. I would have hated it. I would have loved hating it. But, <laughs> but no, I was going to say bridging it by in that. I think the possibly the same scene. He also says he met Silurians, but a different tribe. Yeah, and they didn't look like you. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. they did acknowledge at least that they are different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you get homo reptilia that are fish, and you get homo reptilia that, well, to be fair, these do look like reptiles. I don't know what they were doing calling the original ones homo reptilia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a question about homo reptilia. Isn't that a fairly racist term? Why? Like, your reptilian man. Well, only if reptile is a pejorative term. No, but they have nothing to do with man. They're not, mm. they're not, you know, they're not primates in any way. Why? Yeah, they should be reptilia sapiens. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, it, I mean, they're basically going to go, well, on one side of the table, you have thinking man. On the other side of the table, you have reptilian man. <laughs> but, but it really bothered me as well that he, di- he didn't use homo reptilia and homo sapiens. He said, on one side, we have humans. On the other side, we have homo reptilia. Yeah. I was like, oh. Which is like, wait, hang on. Isn't that a human term that yeah. you have for us as well? Yeah. Hmm, that's not mm. cool. He could have gone, on one side we have the Silurians, on the other side we have damn dirty apes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of equal. Yeah. That scene really bothered me. What, the diplomacy scene? Mainly because of Amy. Amy. <laughs> Mainly Amy. <laughs> Amy, petulant child that she is, with her ba- head on the table. Who barely spoke. I'm so bored. Can't this be over already? <laughs> Honestly, we're, I have to sit here for an hour to save humanity. <laughs> Can't we just fuck off in the blue box and find another planet? <laughs> she's so... It, she's, <laughs> She's in this perpetual state of adolescence. She's just like the teenager at school who can't be asked to be there. It's like, no, it's really important. Listen, guys. And she's like... "Mm." Yeah. Yeah. Can I unleash some of the notes on why I hate that scene? Oh, go for it, it, please. Okay. It's a Star Trek TNG discussion with none of the craft or complexity. That's one. Okay. The boss is happy to make peace. But why should he be happy to make peace? Why should he just say, we'll just give you all your technology? I don't get it. And then in the end, they go to sleep for a thousand years. What? I mean, why Why is that? Why is that? Why do they accept that for a second? I know yeah, they really want to make war. That's true. For a thousand a years. A thousand years. But I, I mean, guess, how long have they been under there already? Fifty. Fifty years. No, no, no. No, no, no. since they exactly. were awoken, but... And it, actually, that was a different tribe that was That awoken. was a different tribe, yeah. But he says, uh, Malachi, who by the way is like the best thing about this episode... Um, Wait, Malachi? Yeah. The Who's do- Malachi? The doctor. Oh, Malachi is the crazy torture surgeon. Yeah, but he's got a heart of gold. <laughs> the crazy yeah, torture wait, surgeon no, no. with a heart of gold. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's one of the least believable things about this episode. I love Malachi. Anyway, his family have been doing it for millennia. So they've been asleep for millennia. Yeah, but now it's just him. And he's got to survive another thousand years? Can't they can wake up another doctor? Yeah. I suppose they could. Oh. But anyway... But that, it's a terrible idea. Wait, who's going to survive for a thousand years on his Todd? Malachi's been doing it for 300 years. Yeah, but he's years. not going to... 
on his own. We don't know how long they live, I guess. We also don't know how they procreate. No. He and his family have been doing this. And but, we've been talking, yeah. we've heard tell of like, oh, different gene chains or whatever. They're, they're not like families. They seem to be almost industrially bred. Do you not think so? Like all the soldiers and... Oh, no? you mean the stormtroopers? Yeah, yeah the stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. The, the clones. The clones with no facility for independent... But anyway, so Malachi... Orders, yeah. Malachi has been there, or he and his family have been there for thousands of years. So either, either they're like cloning or being churned out of a machine, or Malachi and his family has been banging in, within the family and producing offspring to carry on the job mm. for a thousand years. So I'm going to say they're like... They're cloned or something. Yeah. Because don't we also... What about the... I can't remember the name of the actress now, but the... Eve McIntosh. Bingo Bongo, possibly. <laughs> who plays with both... A liar and Restack. There you go. There you go. It's a, and Madame Vastra. Indeed. Yeah. So they're not siblings. They're something else. There's some... Oh, damn it, I wrote it down. Gene chain. The Part gene of chain. your gene chain yeah. is the quote. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get what... Cause I, but she also... They, she referred to Alaya as her sister. Oh, does she? Or somebody says... I know it's your sister, but da, 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 da. they use the word sister. Oh, well, they they presumably just mean proximate, you know, female yeah. kin, don't they? But I was kind what of... What other word are you going to use for I that? I was assuming that she was her sister, and that's why they looked so similar, And it, but it was just... I don't know. Like Martha and her cousin. Let's, mar- let's make up one actress <laughs> and then just paint some red bits on her. Go faster, Stripes. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Go faster, Stripes. That's what they were. <laughs> I don't know. It shoots to the top of the army. It seemed completely pointless to have that plot element. Why have the same actress if not to either make something of that plot point or to save on makeup budget? I think it's to save on makeup budget. But they have lots of people playing different whatevers, Silurians. Yeah, they have two guys, one Neve McIntosh and a whole shitload of stormtroopers. Yes, but Eve McIntosh has two different kinds of makeup. They just paint the red stripes on. Is it just the red stripes? Is it just the red stripes? Yeah, she 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 does one set in the morning and one set in the evening. Bish bash bosh. Bish bash bosh. Days filming. Go home, Neve. Yep. Maybe on day two she just sorted out her accent, but you know. Oh, uh, you observed the accent in part one. Is it still here now? I don't remember. It's pretty much all disappeared now. Okay. (laughs) Clear English (laughs) communication here on end. But Malachi at least explains where why the dead bodies are disappearing from the graves, like you said last week, because he's been dissecting people and learning. Yeah, but so he's, he's the grave robber, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, that's quite that's satisfying. I missed that. <laughs> well, presumably making a different note. Well, they didn't. They, no, they didn't say that. That's just my interpretation of it. I'm assuming that it's him. No, well, I think you're right. I'll give the points to you and withhold Thanks. them from the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been doing it for quite some time. Yeah, because how many... That's the thing. He said, oh, I keep the little ones alive. It's like, well, how many little ones have you stolen then? Exactly. Because how many little boys are, just arrive like 3,000 feet underground? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like it's a big community yeah. up top. You have to have stolen them. Yeah. A hundred percent. Malachi is really creepy. With a heart of gold. With a heart of gold. Don't forget that. But when he gets a hold of living samples, he doesn't go, oh, well, I mean, I can't really do this. I'm, I'm used to dissecting dead people. <laughs> Just goes, keep these ones alive and conscious. I'm going to cut them open. <laughs> yeah, but slow down their aging so that I can look at them for longer. Oh. Ugh, creepy. He also doesn't stop. I mean, he can see that whatever he's doing, the decontamination thing, is harming the doctor. He sees mm. that it's really hurting him. He doesn't stop. He does stop. 
After a while, after the doctor explains that his like test tube sample is going to die. No. Well, he's the one that stops the other um, woman. What's she called? Leia Restak. Rastak. Rastak. Yeah, she's like, no, carry on. Da, da, da. I don't care if he's in pain. Um, and this, and Malachi, with his heart of gold, is like, oh, no, I don't want to cause the doctor any pain. So, oh, really? So he stops. Yeah. No, I don't remember yeah, I'm going to courageously stand up to you, go faster stripes and all. Yeah, exactly. He does, he does courageously stand up to her quite a number of times. He is still totally oh. prepared to cut Amy open while she is alive Temporarily. and kicking. Temporarily. Temporarily. For science, where would we be? If we'd never cut anybody open. Wait, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> Grave robbing was all the rage in the 19th century. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Modern medicine would not be what it was if we didn't have grave robbers. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Think about God that. bless you, grave robbers. He has robbed a bunch <laughs> of graves, but oh, anyway, yeah. We, I, but yeah, he's, he stands up to her mainly by snitching on her. Oh, and getting his boss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then we back into that. Scene which I was critiquing and I hadn't even begun. To oh, we see. Oh, oh let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Even begun to do it. I mean, <laughs> they skip <laughs> over so much. So you have to. There's nothing really to get hold of. But presumably, what's his name? N. What's his name? The entire. Eldane. Eldane. Well done. Eldane. Either he does or doesn't know that there are seven billion humans on the planet, and that is doubling every century. How is how is staying underground a thousand years going to help him out? He's either going to wake up in future armor, and there'll be a hundred billion humans, or it'll be Mad Max, <laughs> and they'll all just be torching him with super long flamethrowers. Or the whole like let's go to sleep for a thousand years is such a bum deal that he just says that they're going to do it but then 20 years later they've Ooh. like they've spent a couple of decades just building a massive army and then 20 years later they just show up and go you know what we're not going to take that desert and that whatever we're going to take the planet we're going to destroy you with our exactly. superior technology yeah uh, but the doc sets the alarm they could override the doc's alarm can they oh tots yeah tots gold. he'll do it he gasses oh. his whole people by the way isn't that really oh like he's but prepared he no anyone. he doesn't kill anyone he doesn't kill yeah. anyone but he makes their whole home but how, uninhabitable how pathetic is the gas because it doesn't kill anyone but, no because um, they're inside Rest, the little no Restak gets it she doesn't die oh yeah, yeah. she slithers no, she, around the corner she is gonna die she's gonna die do you think yeah she's not gonna get woozy and just go sleep I think she'll get woozy oh using it's sleeping gas I don't know I thought it was like poisonous gas and which should be like decontamination gas so if is that a, what it was? I think that was the idea, is that if there's anything that could potentially cause harm to us, then we'll destroy... Like, if there's a bacterial infection, we can destroy it. Okay. So you're all safe in your pod, and then when you come out again, the air is clean. Okay, so you have to be in your pod, because otherwise you will be destroyed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I reckon she's done for. Mm. I think so. Oh. You look like you have more things well, just, to say about this. I'm not shedding tears just about the, that. No, nor I. <laughs> I mean, the doctor is screaming in pain. I mean, she could be acting a little more. <laughs> As she's like, you know, on the verge of apparent death, we've concluded. And yeah. she's just like, ah, I'll shoot Rory with my last breath. And Because she's a military. Die. She's like, they show no fear. Oh, yeah. The pain is weakness and all exactly. that sort of thing. Yeah. When, Aaliyah... when, they, when they're running, oh, they're going back to the pods, and, but they're not running for their dear life and screaming because the poisonous gas is gonna get them they're just like marching one by one like stormtroopers yeah yeah Mm. Yeah. in their identical masks in their identical masks i like the masks the masks are really cool yeah they look really cool they look really cool i'm super pleased that they are masks to begin with because it Mm. is like that's already a cool alien face to be like in the first place and then you take off the mask you're like there's even more stuff behind (laughs) it that's very cool yeah yeah 
Yeah, they've done some work on the bare minimum of people. <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> <laughs> right, my next my next problem with this scene is the whole okay. sh- all, the whole get round a table and two races talk was done much better later on with the Zygons. Yes. Is my thesis, would yes. you two agree? Who do the Zygons talk to now? Capaldi. Yeah, well, they talk to units, don't they? Or is it Torchwood? Torchwood and unit sort of brokers the deal. But Capaldi... No, not unit. I mean, Capaldi brokers the deal. But in the Zygon inversion, Capaldi has them around the table because they're about to kick off with the box and he's yeah. in the box and, yeah. and that happens. He's, oh, he's there in he between is, them. He is there, you're and right. he's speaking for humanity. Yeah, and he gets a lovely big monologue. He gets a fantastic monologue, yeah. as I recall. Yeah, right. None of that here. Just no. just montage. It is the... Um the, I- the idea is that they're the, the they're speaking for humanity, and he keeps throwing around this this the best of humanity idea, and yeah. then you look at who you've got, <laughs> and it is fucking Amy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, they don't- hasn't earned her place yet. She's she's been his companion for a little while, but I feel like she still hasn't really proven herself. And he doesn't has even she? know Nasreen. Well, he like, doesn't he has know just Nasreen. Just met her exactly, and it, she's- she could turn out to be a super racist. Yeah, like, well. She does say the planet can't support everyone. Yeah. Mm. Which, which to is, me, is a bit, you know, anti-immigrant-y. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little Lebensraum-y. But the, yeah. the, what was I going to say? Yeah, so why doesn't he go, okay, hang on. Time out, everyone. I'm going to beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, 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 call my friends at UNIT. Yeah. Or get somebody with some actual authority here. Exactly, yeah. And th- there we'll are people. this for real rather than just two randos that happen to be here. Very often, well, very often, but on a few occasions, we've had the doctor present when the, well, normally it's the prime minister <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who speaks to an alien. Get Churchy on the phone. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Actually, yeah. not. Yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah. But even so, you could just get the current, I mean, in this world, current yeah. Prime Minister. Harriet Jones. She's long gone. Yeah, she's oh, not around. shame. <laughs> Sorry, Prime man. Minister. <laughs> you could you could get the next Harriet Jones to speak to them. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. or you could get units or Torchwood. Or the back of Obama's head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or shaky head Obama, even. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. to come back to that anti-immigrant thing. <laughs> Sorry, Drew. Okay, yeah. I think, I think it's... I don't know if it's interesting or not that they had... Mira Sayal as a British Asian actress give that line you do get some immigrants who are like well it was fine when I came over here but the country's full now it can't have anyone else come over here I don't know if that has anything to do with why they gave her the line instead of Amy or or what was going on at all there but for me that is actually what probably the most annoying point of the episode Okay. That she says the planet is full and there aren't enough resources to go around for the people who are currently here. Because there are. Mm, there yeah. are patently enough resources when 0.1% of the richest people in the world have half the global wealth. And Moffat usually likes to sneak in sort of a dig at the establishment and the ruling powers. You know, he'll put a, a socialist line into it, Sherlock or Doctor Who. And this just got through the net. This, this would have been... An op- I, I don't remember if Doc is present during this conversation. I don't think he is. I, don't, I, I, no. I kind of don't think he is either. But if he had been, then that would have been the optimal opportunity for him to go, no, flick on the nose, humanity. Actually, you're not using your resources well. Like, yeah. it's not... Yeah. Yeah, because actually Amy's line about, well, why can't you take the uninhabitable places? To me, that made perfect sense. And I was like, oh, yes, like, we're, like I got really excited about this scene because I really wanted there to be like, you kind of know it's not going to happen because then forevermore, every episode would have to have like half the population would be Silurians. Silurians. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. It, it would turn into Alien Nation. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, but i was so excited about the prospect of like we could share the planet and yeah and like give over the de- desert spaces places that humans can't habit like inhabit yeah give them over to these we're assuming they can inhabit them because they're lizards yeah and when the zygons but, yeah. arrive millions of extra people do show up don't they? Yeah. and they assimilate yeah yeah because there is plenty of room and okay yeah. maybe they've thought of that four years down the line but it's just it's that was, it was that very was, lazy writing because you do it skips from point to point to point and it goes well, there isn't enough room but we have technology and it's like oh that changes everything that's how a fucking montage yeah. works when what have i said what a montage says is either we meant to put something in here later but as writers we just weren't up to the task <laughs> we'll wait four years peter harness and moffat will rectify our mistakes with a monologue down the line when we are long forgotten and <laughs> another two years before i take over the show and yeah, a, why doesn't I keep forgetting his fucking name? Eldane, Eldane. <laughs> why doesn't Eldane Bowers lead with? Oh, we have all this tech, by the way. Powers. I was gonna say, yeah. Why does it take that yeah. for them to come up with? Actually, we have something to offer you as well. Yeah, and, and, and what the fact, have they been talking about? Well, the fact that the montage skips over that makes it ridiculous. Yeah. If, if they if they started at cross purposes and there was mistrust and suspicion on mm. both sides, and he didn't want to reveal all his cards, then you could see that process unfolding. But as it is, it just looks stupid. Yeah, because he very much wants it to work. For like, he looks like. He should want to embrace... He, he wants to go to the top and he wants to embrace humanity. You would... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. The way they we, do it with um, Ambrose is killing Alea <gasps> as well. It, I mean, and, but they don't put any character development in, no. which you could have put in the montage. For either of them. No. So, yeah. so what it comes down to is it's the old... Ah, humanity. We are a bit murderous, but sure, we're trying to evolve. And that happens <laughs> where, over and over again. Where did the Irish come from? Do that again in Welsh. Oh, um... <laughs> Yeah, she's not oh. Irish, is she? She's Welsh. Yeah. Why did I do Irish? Good Ambrose. Uh, like secret subconscious racism. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, Irish are murderous bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, that's, like, that's it. That's it. That's it. I, I didn't mean to. I just Irish came into my head. I wasn't trying to do. I wasn't trying it's to. It's your be go-to murder accent, is what you're. Yes. Saying. Yes. Exactly. I've been watching Gangs so, in New York. Question about the whole. Well, oh, sorry. What's what's her face again? The woman who killed Ambrose. Ambrose. Right. So. It, Tom did to do to tell Ambrose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Welsh, you know. My name is Ambrose. No, that's not Welsh. Uh, she I'm doesn't sorry. sound like that either. No. <laughs> do, do, do an accent. I can't do accents. Uh, excuse me, my name's Ambrose, and I'd like to murder you. That's better. Uh, that's that's a little bit actually. more polite than I feel she was. But yeah, <laughs> effectively, that's well, she it. She was very polite. Well, she didn't go, like, oh, pardon me, I'm going to electrocute oh, you. Oh, I do apologize. I didn't mean to do that. Oops, I should have done it again. Either Dad, way, I don't understand. just looking a little peaky. So I might, I might stick you with this, I might. Tell me how to fix them. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't understand why that's the deal breaker. Is it Silurian you are? <laughs> Sorry. <no. laughs> Christ. So, no, I, I don't understand why that's the, the deal breaker, because at this point, uh, the Silurians have been attacking them. They have stolen their dead. They have desecrated their grave sites. They, they are prepared to kill all of them. Fifty years prior, a different tribe of the same species, allegedly, tried to kill the entire human race. Killing one person, which you could kind of get away with saying, well, it was in self-defense or possibly yeah. it was because she had kidnapped my family. Yeah. No one's talking about that. And dissected my husband and, and so on and so forth. Like, it's just, oh, well, you killed a soldier who was at war, who was attacking humans. I feel like... Hence um, Dealbreaker. Res, res tech, 
What's the Restack. name? Restack. Um, just wanted an excuse. She didn't. She just wanted because of the whole system or gene chain thing. No, she just hates humans and dirty apes, and she just wants to kill them, and it's just an excuse. Yeah, she is she the one who says that? Like, do you remember when we were like back in the good old days yeah. when we killed them for sport? And yeah, stuff? yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. That's but pretty wait, person. she says. Does she say that to Malachi? I can't remember who she Who's, says that to. She does say it to Malachi. And there are very few settlers she could been, have said it he's to. He's been alive yes. for millennia with his family. How so long why do they need yeah, he's, to sleep? He's been banging his parents and siblings for a thousand years. How does she know him from millennia ago when we used to kill them for sport? Maybe it's not we. Maybe it's as in not like we, you and I. I'm sure she says Malachi. you. No, I'm sure she says you used to kill them for sport. Oh, really? Like he personally did. Yes, yes. And he develops his heart of gold because he dissects them and sees that they're sees, not so different. He sees their yeah. beating hearts and it, and it warms his... That's both yes. beautiful and revolting <laughs> at the same time. That's dreadful, actually. Yeah. Okay, I have a, I've got a question which I maybe I should have led did. with. Maybe I should have <laughs> led with this. Sorry, Drew, did you want to finish that point that you started half an hour ago um, that we don't let you ever finish? I'm really sorry about that. Have I got anything else to hate about this? That um, one scene. I'm really sorry if it, No? Yes? The architecture is very um, human, yes. and um, why do they make this big old court thing if everybody's asleep? Oh, wait, hang on. H- yeah, exactly. They don't plan to be awake and have a society down there. No, they plan to wake up and go to the Go back to again. where they belong. Yeah, they're unquote. just down there to hibernate, and they keep some scientists and some military Good awake point. just for... Good point, Marie. Terrible urban planning, Silurians. Mm, yeah, wasted yeah. room. It's probably been used <laughs> once in millennia. <laughs> <laughs> it was built for this one really important meeting that Drew still wants to talk about. <laughs> My only other point connected to that was that Eldane, he should have made clear that when he went to sleep for a thousand years, he, he w- did so in perfect confidence that humanity would just wipe itself out <laughs> in the And that when they woke up, there wouldn't be a problem because we were all such awful, murderous apes and we could be relied upon to self-annihilate. I think that's probably fairly accurate. They should have totally gone with that. <laughs> But they should have just even hinted at that, yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, we'll try again. <laughs> Wait, next, we do now have a Welsh Silurian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> because uh, the question I was going to ask before was, why does Alea not just lick all the other humans? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, oh, she, because her lick gland takes 24 hours to regenerate. Oh, she says that. No, Doc says that. Oh, he oh, says that. Right. Last yes, episode. we did pick up on that last Yeah, you month. talked about that. Wait, how long... Has it not been 24 hours I can't, more? I can't remember no, how It's just early the next day. Yeah. Oh, okay. she attacks in the night. Yeah. All right, I've been bested by logic. My other issue with the uh, big courthouse scene is when they all come down and we've discovered that Ambrose is a murderer and uh, they go execute her and 12 Silurians shoot at her and everybody misses and wait uh, Ambrose oh yeah yeah that scene that, that and they all just run away <laughs> unharmed and yeah. everybody escapes yeah that's a bit pants but the the best thing about that scene or like it's what immediately precedes everyone firing yeah is when her own son is so disgusted by oh. her he's just like oh Mother, what, what did, did you, you do? do? And her husband, Mo, like, even if, if your wife had, like, killed an alien, you know, it's terrible, but you'd you'd still be like, hi. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go over and hug, maybe hug her. Like, you thought oh, she, oh, like Tony you were dead. Did. Like, 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 Dad Tony, he gives her a hug, like, come here, my little murderous yeah. girl. What, yeah. what does Mo do? Mo does nothing. 
Yeah. Well, that's because yeah. Moe's met Malachi, the, you know, butcher with a heart of gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My other issue... <laughs> Keep them coming, Marie. Keep them coming. <laughs> is, why, why does everybody, like, Ambrose is evil. We've established this. She's pure evil. Oh, She's yeah, she deserves to be cast out. She deserves to be cast out. Nobody bats an eyelid about Tony. Tony's the one who sets the drill. Like, they all yeah. know Ambrose could not have set that drill. She doesn't work there. She doesn't know how it works. He, she had to have an accomplice. And it's Tony. He could have said no at any point, and he didn't. Yeah. And yet he gets away scot-free, and he gets the lovely Nazarene sends herself to sleep for a thousand years just to be with him. There's no... Yeah. Also, the doctor doesn't have a bad word to say about Tony, but he is fine with screaming in Ambrose's face. Yeah. Like, from three inches away. Like, you are the worst person I've ever met, and I'm 1,200 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tony is worse, I think. He could have said no. She's his daughter. You're allowed to say no. No, Tony. No. Yeah, and he's older and should be wiser. No, Ambrose. Should have a you know, bit and more morals about Rory. Him. Rory. Oh, Rory. When? This is going to be interesting because I don't really remember what Rory does at all. What Rory does is when the murderous Ambrose like has murdered your only bargaining chip, yeah. you're, the love of your life, your fiancé is down there, you're depending on... like. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, well, you should speak now, there. basically. We've got to do the right thing. He, do, he does he's very moral because he's like we should return the body but he, he has no there's no impetus it seems uh, for him to try to rescue his bride to be he's he's well bride to be he's got the ring back in the TARDIS he's so prepared to have a life with her but yeah. he says nothing he doesn't advocate for it he doesn't go well like I'm gonna take up arms and go and rescue her there's no Indiana Jones element of his you know what I mean Yeah. how would you rescue someone at the centre of the earth though well like, diplomacy to there? begin with but when when the the other scene that really ticks me off the no webcam let's talk through the opposite of a flat screen mm. that scene <laughs> the doctor who sees him through no camera whatsoever goes no no let Rory speak let's let Rory speak and you kind of think, well, maybe this is the opportunity for Rory to at least try to get a word in edgewise, but he doesn't even try. Rory Rory goes doctor before he goes Amy. Oh. When he sees them, when they're hostages, when the uh, non-existent camera zooms out so you can see all the hostages. Yeah. Um, yeah, he goes, doctor, Amy, and it, in really? that order, yeah. Is it because he first sees no, the doctor no. and then it zooms it out? It pans out at the same time and you see all four hostages at the same time. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my, my issue with well Rory... Done. My issue with Rory is when they're going to, to send Elias' body... Well, take Elias' body back down. Yeah. Um, and Ambrose is like, hang on one minute, I just got something to do. She's a murderer. Don't let her out of your sight. Like, she's, she's going to do something shitty. Um, and she, her and Tony wander off for enough time to program the drills and Rory's just sat there twiddling his thumbs. Which is in a different building altogether. Aren't they hiding in the church? Yes. So they're going to the industrial area, which is probably not on the churchyard. Oh, like no, they go, they, they're in the industrial area because that's where the transportation part is. Oh, are. okay, yeah, so sorry, you're right. So they are there. But yeah, like, would you not just be like, uh, hang on, guys, we've got something <laughs> quite important to do here. Can you just come with me now? Or at least, like, follow them and try and overhear and see what they're saying and stop the plan. Like, he just sits there. With a liar for like at least five minutes, and then they wander back, and he goes, "What did you do? Oh, nothing, nothing. You don't need to worry yourself. It's fine." Like, it's on, symptomatic Rory. of every single character in this episode is just a vehicle for the plot. They yeah. either they are either implausibly ingenious or stupid, or they turn up in the room, <laughs> the one room in the whole metropolis. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Amy's like attempted rescue Ugh. is uh, the worst. Uh, 
How does she know where they are? Exactly. Yeah, we were we were saying this when we were watching the episode last night. Like, wait, hang on. There's a whole city down yeah. there. There were possibly more, like you could consider it more than a city. There's a whole civilization's worth of space down there. And somehow she just finds herself in the right room. <laughs> yeah. You know how you maybe make that a little less shit is you, you show her in the ubiquitous same tunnel that connects every other room. <laughs> it's dark everywhere city. except there's light coming from one tunnel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe like that. Or she hears something. Uh, or ju- she just is, is making an approach. No, yeah. she goes, this door, that's the way. And yeah. just goes for it and it is the way. Yeah. And but however, you have to get her there rather than yeah. I'm here. Nope. No, no, no. I, no, I am. I am here. No, 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 no. It worked really well. Oh, great! <laughs> I mean, she got there, didn't she? It's super efficient. <sighs> uh, With her gun, and then she's like, "I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna shoot oh, you. I'm gonna shoot you. Oh, you! Oh, look, you're the gun. walking towards me. Oh, here, here uh, have it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't want it anyway. You called my bluff. It's <laughs> <laughs> so oh, pathetic. Didn't something very much like that happen? And cut this bit if I'm wrong. In human nature, family of blood, where someone had a gun and oh, I don't remember. They just stole it off them. Well, maybe Very possibly, I don't remember. No, you're right. It's in the in. They're having like, it, is it in the town hall or whatever? They're having some sort of dance. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a cl- it's a cliffhanger that just is ruined in anticlimax by yeah. like, yep, now I've got yeah, the gun, gun. <laughs> and you're just lined up in front of me, ready to shoot. Uh, yep, that's it. That's it. Because it was really um because. When they find they find little boy, um, and then oh, they find all the bloody little boy. The boy. At least he's not in this one much. It, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they find the boy, and then they find um, the soldiers. And Amy's like, "We need to find the doctor. We need to get to the doctor." Da, da, da. And Mo the whole time is, "We need to find a gun. We need to arm ourselves." Which one's Mo? Oh, the, the dad. dad. Yeah. yeah. Chubby Rick Grimes. Chubby Rick Grimes. Yeah. And when they <laughs> so when they find the stormtroopers and he's like oh great guns um and there's so much this emphasis on guns and yeah. like this is going to come back to bite them the doctor's so against guns there's gonna be but no something and like yeah. it there's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> but yeah nothing they just get the guns taken off them and that's the end of it like yeah there's no moral there's no point to it nope yeah no. Ev- everything every moment of tension just deflates like yeah. like she actually says fire and that should be zap. Everybody's zapped. But yeah. within half a second, it's like, I'm the next ranking Silurian commander. And I say no. And I've just come out of nowhere the same way Amy did. We're all just <laughs> waiting off stage. <laughs> yeah. I have a point from 10 minutes ago. Oh, okay. Oh. Go for it. Which was what annoyed me about Rory in this episode. Uh, okay. Oh, interesting. Which yeah. is when he says, I won't let you die. Not today. And she just goes, eh. <laughs> within two seconds she's died that's up with I'll never let go Jack in the history oh. the pantheon of vacuous promises her, her death is so just pathetic yeah. like she just makes the noise it's just like uh, and now I'm dead like it's and she was so fierce the worst. in yeah. the first third of this episode she was why I was watching for the yeah. first 15 minutes when she said what was it um I, I i need to find it uh when she delivered the first ape to die line and she's delivered it so fiercely they had to actually cut away from her because it was too scary for kids <laughs> <laughs> but even reflecting off fat tony's gormless face you know you felt it made me tingle yeah but they they didn't go through with it no and then they killed her off <laughs> but i think they killed her off because they thought well we're we still have the same actress and in a way we're going to still have the same gravitas on screen but it just didn't work yeah. 
at all, unfortunately. The, those mm. characters were so ill-defined. They were just... It was the same... Yeah, that's the problem. It was just anger. There was no... like. It would be nice to see some sort of compassion or some exactly. kind of... And I think that's that's can... evidenced by what it seems. The Not the BBCs, I was going to say the BBCs, but like the... the the directors slash the writers' willingness to just treat them as interchangeable. Like, yeah. oh, well, we kill one. It's fine. We still have There's the other, other one. one. It's yeah. Not, yeah. But actually, no, they should be two completely separate individuals yeah. with different motivations. Yeah. And you could do so much more with them. Because you, you could have had a liar as like the pure kind of anger, hatred. Yeah. She wants, she's, she's been held against her will. She hates the apes. Blah, blah, blah. And then given her sister the more compassionate, oh, no, I don't want my sister to die. And given her a different yeah. story. Exactly. Instead, they, they made both angry. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, terrible. Okay, can I say something about, the, not, the, not the kid, but just a, a quick observation. Something that we discussed in part one, in our review of part one, which did not come to fruition. I was kind of hoping that maybe it would come to fruition. The map. Yeah, there is still <laughs> no map. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somewhere up top on the surface, there is a map. <laughs> Perfectly serviceable map. Yeah. Oh, beautifully detailed. Yeah. Um, the, Except now it has a drill in it, which no longer exists. The um, the bubble as well that you pointed out oh, was wait. an unnecessary bubble. Yeah. Do- Doctor zaps it and he's like, oh, bubble's gone, by the way. Oh, really? I it's missed fine. that. Yeah. That's how easy it was. Before they go up, he just like, zap. Oh, Gone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. thanks, that, Doc. That's in, a that two, that's in a two-minute stretch where the Doctor zaps the guns twice, Tony's gills, <laughs> the console, and then the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just zip, 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 zip. What's the Sonic going to do next? Yeah. Yeah, you should have seen Drew last night. He was like, oh, my, there are so many Sonics, so many Sonics, four oh, Sonics in one minute. at the mouth. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, how, did you like, how did you like the countdown, Drew? Oh. Do you know what? I was that disengaged I missed there was another <laughs> fucking countdown it we really, need to take a moment uh, this never happens <laughs> it really it pissed me off <laughs> good because I'm glad it wasn't a regular countdown it wasn't like 1098 it was 5.2 7.9 3.6 like Amy's just shouting <laughs> out hey, hey, Doc tells Amy we've got 12 minutes keep your eye on the time and she just literally shouts out random numbers at him it's like oh and then 5 seconds yeah I know <laughs> No. Well, it's quite fascinating to see how you've passed along the your countdown hatred baton to Marie. That that one bothered me anyway. I was just I was surprised Drew didn't pick up on it, but hmm. yeah. There was something else that I know Drew picked up on and was quite annoyed with when we watched this. Really? Yeah. It surprised me. I, I, uh, <laughs> this is a note that I made on your behalf. Suspended animation. Yet. They're breathing. Breathing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Happily snoring away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Amy get into the pod with him? So dumb. So dumb. You don't know how this pod works, Amy. It's if not you open it, big. you might wake it up. Oh, she she got the line uh, I dressed for Rio back in there as well. Oh yeah, well done, nice Amy. Touch. Yeah, Amy. <laughs> oh, that was it. Are we supposed? No. <laughs> are we supposed to like Amy by There's now? More to hate here. Yeah, me too. Like, are we supposed to like her at this point? Oh, are we supposed to like? Yeah. Her? Oh, I. I don't know. Is what it, were you agreeing to? Well, I, I was agreeing that I didn't yet like her. <laughs> and the series is nearly over. Like, that's the thing. I feel like at this point you're supposed to have warmed to the main I companion. Ag- I agree. But, okay, it's so a question because I, I genuinely don't remember, but you probably know this, Marie. Is she around, or she and Rory, are they around for a long time to come? Yes. 
Yeah. They have at least one more full season after yes. this, right? They were around oh, until yeah. Clara arrived. Yeah, they were oh, yeah, a really right. long time. Um, yeah, oh, because that was my other sort of correction from last week that you guys um, missed. Okay. Cut this bit out, Leon. <laughs> I'll bleep the whole um, thing. <laughs> so you were talking about them seeing Amy and Rory on the hill, like future Amy and Rory, and yeah. you kind of said, oh, it doesn't fit with the timeline, so you can't have obviously like thought out. Da, da, da. Okay. Um, but actually, yeah, the Amy and Rory, I think there's another, at least one, if not two, kind of full series. And then the last series that they're in is kind of that in and out and they're trying to live a normal life but yeah. occasionally go on adventures I with remember the doctor this. Um, and she's talk- mentions like I'm aging a lot more quickly than all my friends because you're obviously tired yeah. um, so yeah so there's, so there's big periods where they're not travelling with the doctor they're trying to live a normal life and have a job and- hang on ah. all her friends we haven't seen a single friend she's apart from got Rory. friends well they if, they if at some point they return to their regular lives yeah. and they have to at least pretend that they've never been gone then theoretically they have all the same so, friends that they had in the first place like yeah. before they joined the doctor yeah. like who that tiny death good looking guy good looking guy good looking guy old lady future there's a future friend that you well know they have a friend oh they're old lady old lady yeah who watches the tv and that's and old man with a tie that gets stuck in a car sure oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) all the people in the retirement home Huge friends, yep. great friends, best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they could well have gone on a nice trip to Wales as like a front for being a normal couple. Yeah. In that and, period, and Wales is very friendly. In that period where we should have said goodbye to them a long time ago and yet they kept just clinging on. Which also would kind of explain why they are i mean they're super far away and you can't really tell any details but you can tell that they're not like they're not up there with a walker like, no they're, they're not, not old. super old no, right no. so yeah no no but that makes perfect sense yeah. then well thank you very much for clarifying that and contextualizing it you're welcome yeah regardless now that we have the end where like she's on the hill by herself oh. there's no rory kind of i mean i did not remember rory disappearing at I all d- this was completely oh, really? new to me yeah I, cu- I didn't remember it was this episode it, t- it took me completely by surprise when it happened i'm super curious uh, now i don't remember how he comes back oh really yeah <gasps> which is really quite exciting you're in for a treat but what, how I about know. you Drew? have you seen do you remember how he comes back i remember where the um where the series goes after this i know the pandorica isn't far away mm. and i think that's the mm, thing yeah, maybe but there. that's a separate thing isn't it he gets I sent think back, and he's like, he's he's an okay. So I'm gonna just gonna it like <laughs> like free association bullet point some random memories of <laughs> about Rory that I have. These might be completely wrong. I expect that they are. Rory turns into an Auton. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that that's wrong. He's also a centurion. Yes. That I remember. I remember him in the uniform anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he do. works in a museum as a security guard. Yeah. And yes. Wait, that's a thing? Wait. Mm. Oh, don't look at me. It's not... Uh, I don't even remember the centurion. It's a bit of a thing. It's a thing, right? Yeah. There's something. Yeah. And, okay, and, okay, so here... Do you remember, and the, the Pandorica? I don't know what the Pandorica is. Oh. Is it what sends him back? No, there's something inside it, and inside is... Oh. oh. Do you remember what's inside it? How about we just get to that later on? I was going to say, because I, 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 I don't want confirmation. I don't want to... Con- is it three episodes away? Yeah, yeah, it's really close. Because that's the thing, I, I'd forgotten that... Oh. This happened to Rory. It feels early. It feels like we're only just getting to know Rory, and now he's snatched away from us. And I was like, "Oh wow, God!" The rest of the series we're going to be without Rory, but actually, no. The Pandorica's only like yeah. three episodes away. It goes Van Gogh, Lodger, Pandorica, Bang. Yeah. So, so there's no Rory 
and Lodger. No. There's so you're without Rory, oh. I think, for like two episodes. Oh, okay. And then something else might... Ha- I don't know what Okay, happens. yeah, no, no. I, I want, I want no spoilers. I want no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just, like, it just... It feels like we're just starting to get to know him. He's only just developing as a character. And then he's gone again really soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, really? yeah, I mean, Amy's barely developed. Rory oh. is half of that at best. Oh, wait, I thought you said he's coming back. Well, I don't know. He might do. He might not. Oh, that shit. might be the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, isn't, though, the the montage of all their happy moments together is, like, the nicest I've ever seen them interact with each other. I know. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like, it's like, oh, wow, look, a couple in love. <laughs> slash, I've never seen that slash half, in half of the flashbacks, he's, like, stumbling on something. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. The last the last thing she says to him before he gets shot is like this way stupid. She calls yeah. him stupid. Yeah. Nice one, Amy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And uh, all of the like nice bits where they're laughing. Um, all the like flashbacks are from when he he was saying, "Why did you leave me for another man?" And she's like, "Ah, you're an idiot. Get over it." Yeah. Yeah. The doctor says, "Remember how fantastic he was, and how funny, and how gorgeous, and." A, he's not gorgeous because in that first episode Aww. he was plain Jane and the yeah. other guy was super buff. In fact, he doesn't even say, it. was it the good looking one? Oh, no, oh. the other the one. The other one. Yeah. 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 With the nose. And Amy has, <laughs> Amy has never thought he was funny or fantastic. She has just belittled him. So, yeah. now, they're, so now they're having to shoehorn this in. Too late. Yeah. Six episodes too late, guys. Too late. Yeah. 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 Although it did it broke my heart though when she's devastated. And again, it's it's like when he fake died a couple of episodes. I was gonna ago. say we just had him. We had died. that already and that was really emotional and it's all like she doesn't know what she's got until it's gone. Yeah. And yeah, you'd think after that she'd appreciate him more and she'd, she'd be a bit nicer to him. No. But no, she's really mean to him again and then he dies and then she's really heartbroken. But it, it feels like a genuine heartbreak. It feel, I, I got a bit emotional watching that. It feels like a genuine heartbreak only because th- there's no going back from this. Whereas yeah. maybe, maybe the reason she hasn't changed is because in a way the doctor did fix it the last yeah. time. Just, it wasn't real. He never really died. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so in that sense, like, well, there's no need to change. And also I am with a magical yeah. space sorcerer who can fix it. If yeah. Maybe. Like, he's, he's kind like, of proven that he will always fix it. So I don't yeah. need to worry about him anymore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But this time you see in her eyes, I really have to learn my lesson on this occasion. Yeah. yeah. It's a good but, minute of acting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I is, think that's yeah. the best scene from her in the film, in the episode acting wise yes so yeah acting wise yes character sympathy building no you don't you don't feel sympathy for her well i mean yeah but i know that she's gonna change like that's only for this one minute until even she but she changes because she can't remember him yeah that's my point it's really i think that's but she's now gonna go back to but she's now gonna go back to the same person who if she met rory now she would start from scratch and she would end up being this total heartless person who just cheats on him at the first occasion character development with Amy. With Amy, do you think? I don't think so. I think Rory's had more of an arc than Amy has. Yeah. She keeps being told things and then forgetting them. In The Beast yeah. Below, she learned all that stuff about Future Britain and had it wiped. What yeah. is it with memory wipes? Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who, from the moment Moffat took over to, as we have just seen, the moment he leaves... Everyone gets men in black. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and memories are coming in and going out, and it's just... It's a carousel. Mm. It ultimately becomes fairly meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> we do still love the show. <laughs> it's no. right chris chibnall's gonna take over oh. hooray <laughs> the, the, uh, the, uh, i'm curious <laughs> um my my other issue with this 
seen how this came around is the um the crack oh yes and so we i think you mentioned last week you were like oh the crack's gonna come back it has to we return seen it off the crack oh uh, yeah and it basically <laughs> that end scene with the crack and rory everything that could have been tagged onto any episode it's not remotely related to the last like hour and a half we've just spent watching these two episodes except they need rest act to shoot him they need a bad guy to shoot it doesn't yeah have to villain of the week needs to shoot yeah him. yeah but yeah the so the crack opens rory goes you can't put your hand in there doc goes why not why not doc is because you've literally about to say if the light touches you you cease to exist you're yeah. wiped from history but he but can, not if you have a hanky on your hand yeah <laughs> if you put a magic hanky like on your hand hanky. <laughs> that's fine yeah the crack's never seen a hanky <laughs> doesn't know what we don't know, we don't know how to get around this <laughs> special light repellent hanky <laughs> Oh, you've just ruined that. Because I, I had watched that thinking, oh, good, the episode just got really good when, when the crack appeared. For me, that was a significant uptick. Oh, really? Yeah, for yeah, me even, as well, actually. Even though yeah. it was patently ridiculous. Yeah. Th- those were my favourite five Oh, God, no, me too, absolutely, yeah. That, that being said, yeah. it's, it, I, it's really a very powerful moment, I think, when at the end he's holding what oh, he fetched and it's yeah. a part of the TARDIS and it's he's holding it up to the TARDIS. Yeah. That's that's a fantastically strong moment. That is amazing, yeah. yeah. No, I th- I think I almost want to rate it as two episodes. I want to give that five, last five minutes a rating and then the rest of it <laughs> something else. <laughs> well, we could average it out. <laughs> yeah. Like 4.2 versus mm, infinitely lower. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to it. Uh, there was a moment earlier, uh, right in the beginning of the episode, and Rory goes, I trust the Doctor with my life. And the first time I watched that, it just was like, oh, that's nice. The doc- like Rory's finally like coming aboard. And then the, uh, when I rewatched it, it just really made me sad again because I was like, they've just thrown that in there as a precursor to what's going to happen because yeah. you're about to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it made me really sad. For me, it just rang false. Mm. Oh, really? I mean, I know, I know he and the Doctor have just bonded over baiting Alea into the back of the van. Yeah. And I suppose, well, no... Rory's already died once. And he's seen other people die for the doc. Because in the Vampires of Venice, the the two, the, the daughter and the... Guido. Guido. They both died. Yeah. So, yeah, don't think just because you're traveling with the doc, you get automatic immunity. Yeah. But he says it because that's what that character has to say to that other character in that moment. Yeah. yeah he, well, he's just lying to the other character, isn't he? How do you think? He's just lying in order to calm her down. Mm. I think so. The, well, in, in that, that, in that Guido episode... In in that episode, uh, Vampires of Venice, he says to the doc, well, like, you put everyone in danger and you don't really care about anyone. Yeah. Then fast forward to the last episode, part one of this double feature, Amy gets kidnapped and he's like, dude, Docmeister, like, what the shit, man? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, my yeah. fiance's just been kidnapped. She's yeah. going to die because of you. Fast forward to, yeah, it's all good. But it would have been nice if they'd, like, somehow indicated that it was just him trying to placate her rather than if it sounded true it sounded like he was like yeah I, like, I genuinely trust this man with my life and it is it's too big a leap forward from what we've seen at the time i was like drew i was thinking like well that's just it's poor writing in a way because he yeah. clearly doesn't trust the doctor at all yeah. so he i guess he must be lying to her just to calm her down which yeah. is also weird and doesn't seem in character with him yeah exactly but then at the end of it it seemed like oh actually yeah, no, that is kind of good writing because yeah. it's meant to be. Well, he, he it's like having to trust a... him with his life because he then died. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? 
<laughs> no, but, but it, it's it's the equivalent. It's the equivalent of well, I mean, this I'm I'm retiring. This is my last week on the job, and I have got huge plans for the rest of my life. Yeah, that character's going to die. Yeah, no, you no, know? it's dramatic irony applied to completely false emotions. Mm. Well, it's dramatic irony, but why false emotions? Because Rory shouldn't be thinking that. It's not coherent with his character. He only thinks that so that later on it can be like. Oh, well, that was dramatically ironic. But he is a nurse, meaning he wants to... Like, it's within his nature to help people, to care for people, and here he is caring for someone, calming her down... Like, don't worry about it. You will get your son and your husband back. Except for a Prozac, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to be As trusting a nurse, he would be able to, yeah. No. Sorry? They're supposed to be trusting each other at that point. They are the three beacons of humanity, apparently, and now they're lying to each other. What would have seemed more appropriate in that scene would be for him to say, yes, I know exactly how you feel. I also have a loved one who has been taken by yeah. the same people. She is in the same place. You and I are going to work together to get them back. Yeah. Yes, take that would have 10 been extra natural. seconds yeah. and say something deep and meaningful and don't just skim over it. This episode is all skim. Mm. Epitomised by the montage. <laughs> also, while we're in that section of the episode, I have to say, why are they taking it in turns to guard the warrior from a dangerous race one at a time? <laughs> what are the other two doing? Why yeah. are there not two at all times? Because then Ambrose couldn't taser her. Why, don't they why aren't they all in the same in room? The room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just... Why is that so taxing? It's not the Garden of Gethsemane. Stay awake, guys. <laughs> <laughs> are they afraid of other Silurians attacking them? Are the others on guard in different places, like in different parts of the... I don't think so. Well, when, when she does kill her, or shoot her with the laser, um, taser... What did she shoot her with? It's a taser, isn't it? It's like a... Yeah, I think so. So... I'll come back to that. But yeah, so Rory's just... um, (laughs) Rory's finally looking at Tony's green... Oh, yeah. um, And he's like, Oh, I'm a nurse. Why didn't you tell me? Which, again, you mentioned last week, why isn't Rory helping? But Hmm. yeah, maybe he just didn't know. I don't know. He didn't know actually yeah because he's terribly yeah. unobservant and he, yeah. he can't see tony just constantly scratching and peering down his top yeah but what was it going to come out to yeah. you hmm. what did i just say what are they doing while she's tasering what's her yeah. face so okay because it is a taser it's not a gun like yeah. of all those weapons that we saw her gathering she's taken the least kind of innocuous yeah thing. but she only took that because it was the only thing she could hide on her person but because the rest think- was like a huge <laughs> rifle yeah. Slip you that think- down your trouser leg and there's like, why aren't you bending your knees, Ambrose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a soldier walk. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you think that she had no intention of killing her and it was just a different genetic makeup that it affected her more than it would have a human? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think she was going to kill her because she wanted information. Yeah. Right? She, was tas- she was torturing her, I think is oh. what... It- is that worse? Nah. No. It's all pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, Ambrose. She's pure evil. Good, There's no gradations in pure evil. Oh, she is pure evil. She's not. I feel a bit sorry for her that she is just. It's all projected onto her. Yeah. She's, she's the, the only black bad heart person. of the episode. When no one else does anything redeeming, really, they're all a bit evil. Yeah. yeah. Or just feckless and ineffective. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it happened on Rory's watch. It did. Why isn't the doctor shouting at Rory? I don't know. Right, here's my question. Okay. Why does the doctor need human germs to keep him alive? Because oh. that apparently is asserted. I don't think... I, I I also thought that that sounded a little bit stupid, but I don't think it's human germs. I think what they're doing is they're subtracting... Not germs, they're subtracting everything that isn't a healthy human. 
Yeah. I think that's what it is. Oh, uh, okay. So they are they are destroying his Time Lord. DNA. Everything. Yeah. Every, time, time they're destroying his bio. body, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, that's how I took it. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I... Get rid of that extra heart. I yeah. wrote a separate <laughs> explanation. Oh, oh well, let's hear it. He keeps coming back to Earth because the Time Lords were obviously learned how to cure every strain of space herpes. But the doctor went to Leeds, <laughs> contracted super gonorrhea, no Time Lord cure for it, and that is what's Must keeping him alive. Must come back to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Just to keep his super gonorrhea at bay. Yeah. <laughs> but I Inside guess that- the TARDIS, like, <laughs> just like the collapsing star in the center of it, there's just super gonorrhea, <laughs> yeah. like floating around in a perfect ball. Which Rory, as a nurse, you know, nurtures <laughs> with his medical knowledge. Okay. That's pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a thing about Tony. Okay, I was going to say the Tony thing as well. Go for it. No, you go first. No, no I you... just I just said a thing. You say your Tony thing. Well, I was going to ask, can we please pitch different ideas for the Buck Rogers in the 31st century equivalent of Tony spin-off that we could potentially have? Because now they're going to sleep. They're going to sleep for a thousand years. Mm. They're going to wake up potentially in a world of Silurians. <laughs> it's just the two of them. But it's like a, I mean, they're not going to be at war with people. It's just going to be like a regular Silurian. It's going to be the Earth as it is now, except everyone's a Silurian. It's Tony Plus Tony Mac. turn into a Silurian. No, he's no, just no, going to no. sleep for a thousand years. They're going to put him through the DNA thing. But if they hadn't put him through the DNA thing... Oh, he's going to die, Is I that think. No, they were like, oh, it's your morphing. Like, oh. I'm sure they said something like he was... Oh, I thought it was... He's turning green slowly. Yeah. It seems to be where it's leading. He's going to be turning into a silo. Really? I thought it was just... I'm sure there was something like that. Oh, I took that to be poison, so but weird. that's... Yeah. That, that seems... would be the classic lazy Doctor Who trope. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think we just found out how they procreate. They just oh. like they just lick something biological and it turns into Silurian. That's what they're doing with all the dead bodies. You have to eat an apple really quickly if you do <laughs> if you're a Silurian because otherwise the... it turns into a Silur- it turns into your child in your mouth. <laughs> Isn't that the Aztec <laughs> creation myth? Let's move on. <laughs> my well, my I said no spin off. Okay, fine. In my notes, my money was on Tony becoming a 31st century driller, but the Silurians are drillers par excellence. How they is are. Tony going to find a job? Oh, but here's the uh, thing: they can only drill upwards. The he's an Tony expert drilling downwards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Actually, we can have like it'll be a remake of Armageddon, and they they wake up Tony <laughs> Mac, <laughs> return of Tony Mac, and it's like, oh well, we got to send someone to this asteroid. Who's it going to be? Tony Mac and Nazarene, <laughs> and Steve Buscemi as a Silurian for comic relief. It'd be great. <laughs> he would make a great Silurian. He would. Yes, he would. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> What I couldn't understand was why Tony just decided, yeah, I'll put my lot in for the full thousand years, thanks, when his grandson is presumably going to become the chosen one of the great religion of the two thousands. <laughs> and he can be like the demigod's grandfather. But no, he'd rather stay with Nazarene. Right? I reckon that That's in about gone. 20, 25 years time, a little, what's his face? Elliot. Elliot. Elliot is going to be a cult leader. He's going to, he's going to make a lot of people drink a lot of Kool-Aid. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the, the only gr- people the only people who will follow Elliot are people who believe in like these uh, subterranean reptile monsters. Yeah, little green men. Exactly. Well, no, not just little are, green men. No, people genuinely think Justin Bieber's a lizard person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the same people who believe in the lizard conspiracy, the people who run the world. I was about to say though, oh, maybe that's what happened. Oh. oh, maybe we're all living it. 
But yeah. <laughs> I, I was... We're not, though. The guy at the end, the, the overarching narrator, Stephen Moore, by the way, we need to talk about him, is saying, oh, and this definitely all happened a thousand years ago, and now we've learnt to share the planet a thousand years on. That's definitely what happened. Yeah, and we're in that middle thousand years bit where they're just starting to spread the rumours about the lizard people being... Like, people think they're queen. Wait, we're not in the middle. middle. So Elliot is doing... Elliot is... He's doing, doing a Donna doing a cane in Kung Fu yeah. and walking the earth and telling everyone... Not Donna, Martha. It's not a Donna. Martha. Sorry. It's a Martha. Come on, Can dude. I do that bit again? <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it quickly. So Elliot is doing a Martha doing a cane in Kung Fu and walking the earth and telling everyone about the little green under the ground lizard men. I want to know how, how you do that. If someone turned to you and said, tell the world... Like, the lizards are coming back he's in gonna, a thousand years. How, where do you start? Well, for, for starters, he's going to do what he's best at. He's going to draw a bunch of maps. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a map to the lizard people. <laughs> no, I can't do well. Don't do well. They're down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just drill down until you can't drill anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't, oh, I can't do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, half of Wales, at least, no, nay all of Wales, is bristling at my you know awful impression so i apologize wales and indeed ireland and indeed scotland for what you mean that, that country of murderers drew is that, is that what you're <laughs> referring Shit. to they're on their way right now straight down the m4 wales wales are really happy they believe the lizard myth because they like they like to think that the the center of the universe is under them well i mean the timey-wimey crack yeah exactly. around which doctor who is now built was. yeah yeah nice one nice one wales do you think this was to placate rtd like, because he's just been sobbing for six months and oh. it's been taken from him. I regret it. I want it all back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we have um, some final bits and bobs to wrap it up? Wait, Drew had a point about Tony. Did you say your point already? Well, uh, connected to that point about Tony is okay. another point where Nazreen turns out to be digging for Tony after all when just two minutes earlier she was so indignant. The drill's my life's work. <laughs> I couldn't possibly consider anything else as important, but now I'm going to give it all up for Tony. Well, yeah, she's digging it. The drill's been blown up. Uh, no, I, so I'm sorry. I like... <laughs> I liked that she um, she was like, I've finally got what I was drilling for. Why would I leave now? Like that That's that spirit of adventure. And that's why the doc latched onto her and he trusted her in the TARDIS and he liked her. I, I like Nazreen. It just seems like a massive about face. Like, I cared about the past, but now I don't. Here's my future. Way. Would Let the past not- go. Aww. Fuck the past. Couldn't be less asked. Would about you not the past. be tempted if someone could put you to sleep tomorrow and wake up in a thousand years and see what the world was, and your loved one was with you as well? You don't have to abandon. And he wasn't green anymore. And he wasn't green anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he wasn't all veiny and horrible. I, I, I bought. <laughs> Except it. in the right places. I would go. Oh, S- sorry. What? Not green, Drew. No, not green. <laughs> no, you, don't. <laughs> you don't want that to be green. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Nazreen stayed with him. I thought that was adventurous and courageous. Yeah, I agree. She also seems to be the only one who doesn't have any connections up top. And also the only thing, like her family was the business, the research project, whatever they were researching. Which has now been exploded. Exactly. She has nothing to return to. The only thing that she knows is that there's this one corpulent champ who likes kissing her. So yeah, maybe you try that. Mm. Who's kissed her once. Yeah. It's a gamble. (laughs) He might be terrible with tongue. Oh, (laughs) It might be Maybe she's hoping that he's going to develop one of those Silurian tongues. But oh! Oh! That yeah. would be very handy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although then it would turn her green. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I guess it'd be worth it. Maybe you can <laughs> turn off your venom gland. <laughs> <laughs> and activate the love gland and turn on Nazarene. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question, actually. Oh. Uh, oh, now you're replete with questions. Well, wait, hang on, sorry. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, my only one was a little, a little tidbit, um, which was that uh, L. Dane... Oh, damn it. Uh, is that yours? <laughs> well, I, well, I was going to say, I have a question. Do you want to... Can I ask a question? Ask, ask a question. Why not? Uh, it, yeah. I've got a final note about Stephen Moore. Just a quick question. Marie, the, the L. Dane, the, the chap who played L. Dane, like, I mean... His voice seemed really familiar. Has does, has he done anything before? I thought so too, you know. And uh, so I, I looked him up, and he, in fact, is um, the voice of Marvin, the paranoid android in the Hitchhikers, both in the radio series and in the TV series. Oh, in the radio series as well. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't in, know that. in the radio series, he did a shit ton of voices, um, including the whale. Oh, like yeah, he voiced everyone. It was great. But yeah, I think you ought to know that I'm very impressed. <laughs> Oh, well done. Do you know what? We looked this up after we watched this yesterday, me and Leon. Yeah. And I was convinced for a second that that was where I knew his voice from as well. But it turns out where I actually know his voice from is from being the father of Kevin the Teenager on Harry Enfield. Oh, no way! Yeah. (laughs) So he's the one who's always going, Kevin, I hate you so unfair. I did not know that. Yes, That's but do you know what? Knowledge. He did not appear in the film Kevin and Perry Go Large, presumably because he read the script. Oh. So, well done, Stephen Moore. Yes, bravo. Good choices. Yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time to rate this. Did we love or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la 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 la. Ratings. I like this episode better than I expected to. Ooh. Better than that functional workmanlike opener. But that does not mean it was high quality. In fact, the way people showed up at just the right time in scene after scene and the characters were merely vehicles for each subsequent plot point reminded me of nothing so much as old Scooby-Doo episodes. (laughs) Where you have peril and then someone else enters the room. Because that's the cheapest, most unimaginative way of resolving the situation. And that definitely makes Amy this episode scrappy. (laughs) Oh, wow. I anticipated with some trepidation, greater scale, pun now intended, along the lines of the Sontarans <laughs> last series, but there have, those budget cuts took care of those. But then the more intimate setting didn't really do it for me either. It was like some weird mix of bottle episode and epic that didn't ever come off. By the end of the episode, I had the strangest sensation that I'd barely watched anything at all. So slight was the entertainment. And then Rory died, and the TARDIS exploded, and, and that was great, but... This score was only pulled up to 2.1 for me. Oh, oh, that, oh, okay. What was last week's score, remind me? I think I gave it 1.8. You did give it 1.8. Wow. (laughs) I like this one marginally more. Marginally more. Interesting. (laughs) But I would never watch the Turbo Parter again. No. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know where to start. I, I think I actually enjoyed both of these episodes while watching them. But every time, either listening to the last podcast or actually being in this podcast, as we've talked about them, it just kind of everything's been ripped to shreds and you realise how poorly constructed both of them were. And I don't know if there are enough good... I'm trying to think of good bits now to to bring up the score and I can't really... Amy um, says, actually, I preferred it when I didn't know, to be honest. I don't know if that's a good bit. Is that a good bit? <laughs> it's it's an adequate three seconds. Okay, sure. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, again, Amy really annoys me in this episode, as she does in most episodes. I struggle with this series because I love Matt Smith and I really like this kind of story arc that's happening, but Amy bugs me so much. And her relationship with Rory, again, is weak and not fleshed out. But then the bit that, as you said, at the end, it all comes together and it's genuine heartache and it's that was really emotional when Rory dies again. Amy is sad again. So I I really, really liked that ending. That last five minutes was wonderful. But like I said, it could have been tacked on to any episode. It wasn't integral to the like that's, that story's plot. It was the kind of overall story arc. So I don't know how much you can let that sway the episode. I don't know. That's potentially um, the only bit Chibnall wasn't responsible well, for. Uh, well, that's what I was about to say. Is that, is that not Moffat's like, input as the story runner? Is it? Maybe. I don't know. You got a decision to make. Very. Yeah. I'm going. I think I'm. Yeah, the number that's floating in my head is two point four. So. I'm... Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> that's higher than I thought. <laughs> I thought you'd say two point one, and then I thought you'd say two point one because that's the right score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go lower than two point one. Uh, <laughs> I gave part one one point six. Mm. So here's one thing that really bothers me about this: it's that it, even though the episode, this double feature, concludes with sort of the promise of something in the future, we end up pretty much in the same place we were in the at, at the start of part one. Okay, fine, we have Minus no Rory. Rory. Yeah, but they don't know that. Yeah. So we are now still on Earth. Yeah, sure, there's a whole subterranean species, but that's not going to make a difference to anyone. Oh, there's this drilling thing going on, but now there is no drilling thing, and it doesn't matter because no one lives in this tiny little village, which is basically just a church and a drill. So it doesn't really matter like nothing has changed absolutely nothing has changed and there's no promise of anything changing for the better Mm. we wanted to see the best of humanity they were foiled by in my opinion the wrong person Mm. and so now i want to see the best of humanity prevail but the best of humanity it turns out is a murderer and her child who draws nonsense maps so, come on, what is this about? Was disappointed by Rory, I was disappointed by Amy, or their roles in this story. I continue to dislike Amy. Mm. I'm looking forward to really liking her, because I remember, the first time I watched all this, I remember really liking them. Mm. They were my favourite companions of New Who. I told people that when I was asked, yeah. and now I don't know why. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to being convinced otherwise, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's, oh, sorry. One teeny tiny point. What was done on the surface by Ambrose, I wanted that or I expected that to be mirrored below the surface by chubby Rick Grimes, by her husband. He gets to see his son in this little cocoon thing and he goes, well, you think that he's going to go on some sort of revenge rampage. He's going to go on a revenge trip of some description and maybe at least save the day. Maybe be willing to sacrifice himself. He's going to rescue his son. Have a personality. Exactly. But instead, it's just like, oh, you're one of the people wielding a gun. You're one of the the people losing a gun within two seconds. And you're now completely, you know, there's no point to you. Mm. His is worse than Amy, because at least Restack approaches Amy and there's a bit of a face-off. Whereas with Mo, it's just like, you're giving us, you're giving it (laughs) to us as well. Just give us your gun. Here it is. Thanks for that. But he also doesn't express any... It's just like, oh, well, I found I found our boy. I rescued our boy. No, you didn't. Uh, you literally... You saw him and you walked away. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, I, I gave this... I gave part one 1.6 and you gave part one 1.8. I'm giving this 1.8 only because the finale, I think, is really cool. I like the not seeing Rory and I like the TARDIS bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, could the Doctor not have accessed something, some gadget from the millions on the console in the TARDIS and like a grappling hook, like a timey-wimey grappling hook, thrown it into the crack yeah. and seen what came out on yeah. it. But then, of course, you wouldn't get the unwrapping as the reveal. But you could still think of some way mm. to delay that reveal and yeah. make it better. I'm really... I tell you what, after seeing this double feature... I'm really quite pessimistic about Chris Chibnall as showrunner. I don't say that. We'll we'll see what he can do. He's uh, written other episodes since. He has. This love is now let's hear from podcast land. Max two fifty, or it would get out of hand. Right, our first listener mini is from Kyle Rath, the sinister super spy himself. Hello, Kyle. Kyle begins, once upon a time, human beings, a racist, insane species of ape, and Silurians, a species that can hack a random monitor in a trash can, but can't tell the moon from an asteroid, <laughs> almost achieved peaceful coexistence when suddenly a wild Ambrose appeared, generally fucking up the works, some other shit happened, Rory dies. Everything that happens in this episode happens quickly. Escapes and captures, debates and raptures, it's all very fast. There are some nice moments, the Doctor's interactions with Nazarene are Always enjoyable, are they? And so... <laughs> yes. Also, not so great ones. Squeaky bum time should not be a DW thing. I wholeheartedly agree. Yes, yeah, agreed. I don't know, I quite like squeaky bum time. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Kyle continues. Ultimately, the men settle into being set pieces as two sets of women occupy two sides to this story of good and bad decisions. I would have liked a female Silurian counterpart arguing in favour of coexistence as a counterpart to Reztac. That's what Leon said! (laughs) Honestly, I can't keep track of which feature is the true one. Is it human Silurian Earth togetherness? Is it Satellite 5 slash Game Station? Is it the sun burns out and humanity has to depart for the stars on separate national ships? But hey, no continuity, no problem, right? Dramatically, the crack reappears to cough up a chunk of broken TARDIS and slurps up the remains of Rory, (laughs) who valiantly gave his life saving the man who ran off with his fiancée the night before their wedding and generally ruined his now non-existent existence. 3.2 out of 5, says Kyle. I will say that the set design is outstanding, as the Lizard Kingdom and the creature effects are really vivid and organic. A nice nod or two to the classic series and a very, very reserved hope for what Chibs brings to the table for 13. Thanks, Kyle, but are you still drunk and did you mean 2.3 again? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Awesome, Minnie. Thank you very much. People of Podcast Land, you can follow Kyle online. He is at Sinister Super Spy. That's super without any vowels. All right, next up, we've got a lot of these. Next up is, um, what's his name? Oh, Michael Ridgway. 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 I don't know how you want to like. How do you want to close that? Have thing? you heard the the theme tune to Stingray? It goes Stingray, and then after a set amount of time, it then again says Stingray. Not everybody in the room just <laughs> joins in, says Stingray, and then again says Stingray. <laughs> so this next one comes from Stingray. <laughs> is what I got from that. Right. So Stingray begins. <laughs> World of Lizards becomes a side plot to Attack of the Crack, again, with tragic consequences. Good stuff. That ending. (laughs) Number two, Celery Reference. Celery Reference, anyone? Uh, Yeah, uh, Peter Davison. He wanted some celery. Isn't that... Doesn't he have celery on his lapel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. But Michael counters with some beefs. Number one, the doctor's arm should totally have been erased. That would have been awesome. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Two, it's just supposed to be a screwdriver! 
Three, Malakai's U-turn from Dr. Mengele to friendly neighborhood lizard. Four, Silurian stormtrooper shooting skills. And beef number five, the final beef. The engagement ring should be back in the shop, right? <gasps> True. Oh, I forgot to ask you about that. What happens to the engagement ring? Well, it's still there. Oh, Michael. Is it still there? Well, it the falls box, down. The box It falls there. down on the floor, but then after that, he is erased completely, right? Like, she's still struggling to remember. He, The doctor clearly still remembers him. I think he was already erased before that. Was he? And she was clinging on to the last memory, and then the memory went poof. Ooh. Okay. Oh, super well observed, uh, Michael Ridgway. Also, if, Slash if, Stingray. if he has been utterly erased from history, then he essentially undoes the 11th hour in any episode he's appeared in up to this point. Right. Holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes, yeah. Yeah. Everything we've seen so far with Rory happened differently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> they they should have turned left they should have turned lefted the whole thing in five minutes at the end of the episode. If Rory didn't never existed, the only other eligible bachelor in that village of Ledworth yeah, gorgeous is, guy is Gorgeous Guy. There. Gorgeous Guy would have been like the only other person potentially that she might hook up with. Because yeah, otherwise it's just old lady and guy with a tie. And he should just suddenly pop into the TARDIS. <laughs> and they're just snogging passionately. And the doctor has to look on in utter horror. Because he's the only one who knows and the say, truth. And say something like, oh, you always do that. Right? No? No one? Just me? Okay. Michael Ridgway continues. Oh. <laughs> Michael has an off-tangent rant. Rory's death in Erasure is devastating. Amy waving to herself minus Rory lingers long in the memory. My problem is that Rory's inevitable return undermines the poignancies of his demise, and this is a problem throughout New Who. In the few instances when a companion died in Classic Who, they were dead as dormice. In New Who, there is no death for the Doctor's nearest and dearest. Captain Jack, Rory, Clara, and Bill all died and came back. We were even cheated out of Donna's head exploding. <laughs> True. This reduces the danger and threat. There are no life-threatening consequences as a companion. I don't know why Doctor Who has this issue. Other recent science fiction shows are unafraid to, in brackets, permanently bump off co-stars. Even the power of the Doctor's death is regularly undermined by his ample time to choose a regeneration. The Ninth Doctor, who should have been as flat as a pancake, make endless yawn farewells. <laughs> the irradiated Tenth Doctor regain his youth for a farewell. Eleventh Doctor and have an entire Christmas adventure. The Twelfth Doctor clearly blasted by Cybermen multiple times. When the Fourth Doctor felt his demise or when the Seventh Doctor was machine gunned, that was it. Game over. After ten seasons, does this show need to start getting a bit more brutal? In summary, much better than part one and definitely worth a sequel set 1,000 years later. I presume mankind will have global warmed to death by now, so no need to share the planet. And he gives this... Whoa. 2.7 out of 5. Silurian laser blast missing its target at point blank range. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you very, very much, Michael. We love you, Michael. I love you, Michael. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Boop, Who's next? The hits just keep on coming. They do. In chronological order, the next one comes from David E. Ooh. David E., who is a... Who's E? <laughs> <laughs> Who's E when he's at home? <laughs> David E., who is a newcomer to mini-reviewing New Who, but he has already uh, made an appearance as a mini-reviewer on Classic Who. Oh, nice. Diversifying, David. So welcome aboard once again, <laughs> David E. Right, this is for Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. So David begins his review. 
Mumbling Matt Smith is the absolute worst actor to play the Doctor ever. <laughs> Amy is as acerbic and unlikable as that Jin Erso from Rogue One. And Rory is completely <laughs> pathetic. Hate them all. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> David E. continues, I would have preferred the makeup for the Slurians to have looked a bit more reptilian in the face rather than the normal human face with a normal human nose with just scales on it. Mm. How can they have been braver in the 70s with something like this and had no money? Yeah. Uh, he continues, Oh, and it's a total cop-out to have identical Silurian twin sisters just so you only have to make one mask for one actress. No one buys that. It's cheap. David continues, There are many Smith stories worth worse than this, so I have to grade this higher so there's enough of the shit pile to dig into. <laughs> 1.7. That's a pretty good rating, I think, in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David says, laters, and thanks for the amazing podcast. Well, thanks for the amazing listener mini, David. Yes, exactly. Uh, awesome stuff. Keep them coming. <laughs> Thank you very much. Next up is Tracy Fountain. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> and this one starts, oh, this one disappoints. So I liked the narration, but I thought it didn't fit very well. It built up a moment that never paid off because it was postponed 1,000 years. You know what would have worked nicely? A quick tease of that future day arriving. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. Just have a line of text state a thousand years later and a shot of Nasreen and Tony opening their eyes. Eldane facing them both saying, Welcome right. to the world of tomorrow! <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively saying, All right, you two, let's get to work. Nasreen could flash that smile as the credits roll. Perfect. Tracy continues, Payoffs that never came. Graves that eat people. Why? <laughs> How? Also, why? Oh, we figured it out. Yeah. Well, Marie did. Listen to Marie and Aragon. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> but Tracy has a second payoff that never came. Number two, Amy and maybe Rory wave to themselves from the hillside. To my knowledge, we never see the other half of this interaction. Maybe it wasn't them. <laughs> oh, but the doc has his binoculars. He identifies yeah. them through the binoculars. He's going to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay, I think both those payoffs came, Tracy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Tracy continues... Well, Drew, this time Amy is doing the countdown. Again, what did you think? I really wish I'd paid attention. <laughs> WTH, what the heck is squeaky bum time? Do you want us to... Is your daughter listening, Tracy? <laughs> it's, it's, it's when perhaps you, your personal hygiene has failed to live up to its usual high standards. Oh. Oh. And as you're walking, you make a noise I think that's where enough. you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's enough, Drew, yeah. <laughs> Tracy continues, Hey kid, your mum is a murderer, also a bit of a warmonger. Just a bit. Don't blame her. She's had numerous opportunities to stop herself and make better choices, but she didn't. She is therefore the best person to teach you to do better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, and we've lost Rory again. Probably time to start one of these. Rory death count, two. The impact of Rory's death is softened considerably by the lack of time spent in that emotional moment. Does anyone believe he's gone for good at this point? Because if he is, what a crap send-off. Actually, that's true. Seeing this in order chronologically, we're meant to be more exercised about the fragment of the TARDIS appearing than Rory just potentially leaving the show. Yeah, yeah that's it, true. it seems incredibly obvious that he's coming back. Yeah. 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 Or incredibly callous, <laughs> one or the other. Tracy's rating is, alas, poor Rory. And I think that's one we can all understand. Yes, yeah. most definitely. You can follow Tracy online. She is at 
You got me out enough. That's Fountain Tracy and backwards. Tracy. Still got it. <laughs> Thank you very much for an awesome mini. Next up, ooh, a new person. A new person. Hello, Carrie Smith. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> As in new to the podcast in general, not just shipped over from the classic. <laughs> Correct. Nice. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Maybe she likes this episode. <laughs> Let's see. Let's find out. Oh, I just caught a glimpse of a rating. Okay. <laughs> uh, Drew, do you want to start us off? Carrie begins, hated these two apps back when they first aired, and I hate them more now. Nice one. <laughs> Especially this one. <laughs> With the exception of Ambrose, no tension here is earned. It is all manufactured by the writing to create false urgency. I mean, that would be enough. Well, <laughs> but, but Carrie continues... Why do we have to negotiate to share the Earth right now? Who believes Amy and Nazarene are authorised to negotiate for Earth? As if any government will accept an agreement they made. Yeah, good point. Why are the Silurian warriors so angry and bloodthirsty? And why is the Doctor so pro-Silurian anyway? We are told we have to negotiate. The warriors just wake up cranky and murderous, and the Doctor states the Silurians are noble. None of this is shown or earned or even explained in exposition. And Ambrose is weirdly vilified by both the script and the Doctor. The Silurian torturer the Doctor loves because he didn't torture a child, but Ambrose, provoked into attempting the, to torture a Silurian to save her entire family, is the worst of humanity. Pretty sure the Doctor has met worse people he didn't act so disgusted with. Rory's death and Amy's reaction were done much better two episodes prior. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here lose all the emotional intensity. Rory's body just sliding away was a chilling visual. Amy forgetting Rory and Matt Smith's look of sadness and remorse was a great scene, but not enough to redeem this pile of boring nonsense. And she gives this a 1.0 for being Doctor Who, the Silurian makeup costume, and Matt Smith. Actually, yes. You know what? Over these two episodes, none of us have talked about Matt Smith's performance. <laughs> yeah. And I think he, he's quite game. He does a good job. In the midst of such a lot of crap. I yeah. think I just, at this point, just take it as a given that he's just good in every episode, actually. Like, he's quite a solid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I think possibly. Yeah. We don't have to comment. We shouldn't anymore. be taking him yeah. for granted, though. No, but we are. We, we are. Definitely. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, fantastic stuff. Welcome aboard, uh, people of Podcast Land. Please do yourselves a favour and follow her on Twitter. She is at Nerdy Shelties. Is that it? Have we only got five? Only five. <laughs> <laughs> this was good fun. Next up. <gasps> next up. Marie, what, what's next up? Marie, 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 what's the next one? Marie, what's the next one? Well, I can't remember exactly what it's called. Is it just, is it Vincent and the Doctor? It is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Marie, 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 is, is that your favourite episode? Ah, uh, it, <laughs> it might be. Is that going to be, is that, is that going to be a 5.0? Is I that going to be like a, like a completely perfect <gasps> I episode? I don't have to see if you shit all over it, won't I? Well, if it's the, if it's your favourite episode. Don't shit all over it, guys. Come on. Maybe we'll spooge all over it. Let's just have a massive Wait, does that does that raise the rating? Like what <laughs> Drew in your mind is um, like, oh well I was only gonna, gonna give it a three point two, but you know, you guys just came on it, so I'm gonna <laughs> give it a four point eight. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's right. That's the next new Who review. The next classic Who review is going to be Planet of the Daleks. Ooh, yeah, which is Daleks, uh, back in action. Which yeah. is the the follow up, the second part in a double feature as well. The first, the continuation of Frontier in Space. People can follow you on Twitter, Drew. You are. I'm at Drew back when. Excellent branding. You can follow me as well. I am at Ponkin. You know how to spell that. I'm assuming. Marie, you're not on Twitter. Mm-mm. That's all right. We won't charge. I am almost as absent on Twitter as you are, Aww. is what I'm trying to say. Tweet more. I know I should. You should still follow me, Podcast Land. 
<laughs> really selling this. So. Yeah, really, really good at marketing yeah, myself. Yeah, be funnier. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Until the next time, be rad and excellent to each other. Rock on and cha-chao. Bye-bye. Toodles. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! But I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome! High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it, we're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, ciao. Who back when?